Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello, everybody. It's Rob Black. Rob Black and your money. Uh, talking all things financial money, investing more. You know what? I mentioned three things I have. Three. Uh, my seminar is coming up Thursday, June 28th, 6.30 to 8.30 at Palo Alto Elks Lodge. It's in Palo Alto. Great location, great parking, easy to get to. Going to talk about income in retirement. You can sign up going to Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, and using code RADIO25. Next up, I want to mention, I have a pair of tickets to give away for a conversation with President Bill Clinton and James Patterson. I bought tickets at Ticketmaster for this for a friend as... They believe, or this couple believes, that Bill Clinton is a superhero. Um, and I thought it would be a nice thing to give them a chance to see Bill Clinton talk on a big screen TV. Kind of, you know, that's what's happening. You know, he's going to be on stage and all, but um, I don't know. That sounds kind of fun. But I have a pair of tickets to give away. The winner is going to receive a pair of tickets for a conversation with President Bill Clinton and James Patterson Thursday, June 28th, the night of my seminar. Hopefully, I still have some attendees at the SAP Center in San Jose. The event correlates with a new book coming out on June 4th, which uh, has already obviously popped, called The President is Missing. The President is Missing by President Bill Clinton. It's an interesting thriller combination, right? You can find out more information at kdow.biz. That's kdow.biz. And what would not be a complete true giveaway segment, free radio seminar, Radio 25. Uh, Two sets of tickets, 800-516 for the Bill Clinton speaking event. And just to uh, put my producer to work and make sure he's working the phones for the next couple minutes, uh, a family four-pack, a family four-pack of the Alameda County Fair. It's going on now. When it receives a family four-pack of tickets to Alameda County's Fair, basically June 15th all the way through July 8th, so you got about 10 more-plus days of live horse racing, new rides, tasting events, extreme action sports shows, pig races, um, good food, and uh, much, much more big-name concerts each and every night. You can find out more by going to alamedacountyfair.com. That's alamedacountyfair.com. And uh, I got, wow, what a giveaway, huh? Awesome. So... You got the Bill Clintons, and uh, you got the the fair ticks. So to deal with 800-516-1220, just call in and let my producer Mike know which one you want. And give him uh, props, too, because he does a great job of putting together the audio behind me on the show. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Elon Musk is one of those CEOs who I'm starting to really start to worry about. Because sometimes he goes on these Twitter rants about analysts, which... It comes with the territory. You know, you date a pretty woman, guys are going to look at her. You uh, have a publicly traded company where people have invested hundreds of billions of dollars with you. People are going to ask questions. But Musk sometimes seems like he's cracking under pressure. Um, and it's just what it seems like. It probably has nothing to even do with that. But he sent out an email yesterday to his employees saying that, you know, the company, Tesla, is being sabotaged. You don't use the word sabotage often in this day and age, do you? 
maybe a little international espionage, but sabotage. So, uh, Musk alleged his employee has tweaked code on the internal products and sent company data out without authorization. Um, I just find him fascinating because, like, I want nothing to do with that. You know, if I'm going to put fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars into a company, I kind of want some consistency. And Musk scares me. Is the upside greater with Musk? Probably. But the way he kind of gets off track, I, I love listening to him. I love reporting on him. I love thinking about him. I love the product that he's trying to push out there sooner rather than later because uh, the old way of doing business would have done it never because it costs more money for them to make that transition. But uh, he just seems a little bit too goofy for me at times, Elon Musk. And again, I, I say that knowing that he's a genius and knowing that he's done great things. President Trump has threatened additional tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. It's not a good thing. <clears throat> it may be rhetoric. Everyone assumes it's rhetoric. And if it's not a rhetoric, we are going to be in a recession uh, 9 to 12 months from now. Cyclical sectors lag while counter-cyclical sectors outperform. Wow. Cyclical sectors lag. I want to go back real quick to the we'll be in a recession comment. That may or may not happen. I'm not saying that it's going to, but if these free aid wars go get enacted, um, tax cuts are only going to take us so far. So, and again, we'll see. We'll see if we're uh, going to the table and we're going to get married and uh, or are we being fooled here? Um, housing starts jumped about 5% in May. A lot of Midwest building. You know, I saw someone put together a genius map of how the United States really should be eight different countries because we have eight different cultures. And, you know, the gist of the article is something along the lines of the coastal California is really different than the rest of California. So that's two different states. The deep south, the Midwest. The Midwest to me, I don't know why anyone's happy that they get what representation they get and or don't get at times. Um, it's, uh, I'll be quiet. But we've seen a surge of construction in the Midwest, which is driving up housing starts 5%. Now, the Midwest has got the one geographical problem or bonus. Of there's a lot of land there. Commerce Department said today that housing starts rose to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.35 million, the strongest pace since July 2007. Builders are concerned that tariffs announced by President Donald Trump could affect steel, aluminum, and lumber. Maybe we push some of the housing starts forward. Maybe we pull them out um, in the future based on tariffs. But you get the idea that there is some some realness going on with all of this. Do you have a favorite grocery chain? I always find it interesting. Like I didn't grow up with Walmart. And when I see how popular Walmart is in groceries, I'm like, whoa. Um, do you have a favorite grocery store? I ask that because do you have a favorite restaurant? Do you have a favorite uh, TV channel? If you think of investing that way, you can kind of start seeing where uh, the easier money, maybe the slowing money, maybe the boring money, but the easier money can kind of flow into 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Hopefully you won some tickets today. Uh, 
Harry from Castro Valley one. Good job, Harry. So uh, not a lot of Harry's out there in the world anymore. Not a lot of Jeff's. And uh, we still have tickets. So keep calling in for the fair tickets or the Bill Clinton tickets. I think the Bill Clinton tickets are given away. So it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Snap just held talks to buy Blipar. It's an augmented reality startup company out of Silicon Valley. I'm like, Blipar, okay. My job now is to go figure out what Blipar does. Uh, The Dow down 400 plus. It can get ugly if the rhetoric continues to heat up. Again, when do you send in the white flag? It's up to you. I'm John Paul Jones, and I will wait till I see the light of some of their eyes. I'm actually Rob Black. You can find me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Big seminar coming up Thursday, the 28th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 630 to 10, uh, 830. 630 to 1030. That'd be a long night. 630 to 830. You can go to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, code is there. Use the code radio25, radio25 to sign up to get in free. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Oh, welcome back in Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. What do you do when you have a president who threatens, well, he's not even threatening trade wars. We're pushing closer to trade wars. You see, the markets, I'm not going to use the word in a free fall. Let's not panic yet. I'll tell you when to panic. Okay, panic in three, two. Trade wars may and may not, may or may not be all that bad. As it is sometimes good to renew your vows in a marriage, even in a business marriage, it probably makes sense, right? I don't know if that makes you feel any better, but what's going to work when the market's Unsettled. What's going to work when the market's getting punished a bit? You see, you know, the market down 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. And again, what's happening right now? It's not like we have poor earnings. It's not that, well, we have higher interest rates. That's negative. That should hurt the car industry. That should hurt the housing industry and other parts of the economy. Credit, consumer, right? Um, so that's out there. So what do you do when the market's down that big? Sometimes, let's say it's down big for a week. You're like, well, should I look now or not? I'll just wait for it to go back. And that's where you make that. That's where people make classic investment mistakes. They're this. It's gone from 10 to 9. I'm just going to wait till it goes back to 10. And then it goes from 9 to 8. I'm just going to wait till it goes back to 10. They bought it at 10, expecting it to go to 11. And here it is at 8, and they, they don't want to buy it because they're afraid, well, they're going to wait. People will give up a better return. <clears throat> Just days, weeks, months after they buy something. It's pretty interesting to see. But on down days, try to look, in my opinion, at stocks that have good days. So if you see something like a Verizon or an AT&T <clears throat> on a bad day do well, maybe it's telling you people, people, investors tend to like that cash flow story that they're able to tell so well. That's a good story, Forrest. Facebook shares hit an all-time high. Now, this is a great, 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 great example of an investment lesson. Sit down, Junior. I'm going to teach you something, right? Facebook. 
feel like Han Solo talking to the young Han Solo. Don't do the movie. Don't do the movie, Junior. So, do you remember a couple weeks ago, Zuckerberg, who, he does he not look awkward? Like, he does not want to be in a suit when you see him in a suit. He looks like that thing's causing a skin rash irritation. And I'm very appreciative of his role in the investing world. I'm very appreciative of his role in, in culture. But, man, he looks awkward in a suit. I do, too. I do, too. But, man, does he look awkward. So, do you remember about a month ago, two months ago, Zuckerberg was in front of Congress? And it, everyone was in a tizzy. And every day it seemed to get worse. Oh, big bad Facebook. And, again, this is where you get kind of sarcastic, right? Big bad you Facebook. Have a basic responsibility. The, uh, leaked information. Data. And if we so, we got that, on and we don't deserve uh, jumped on a Tinder people. app or something with them. They would uh, share all the data that they could with the Republicans and the Democrats, and you would get like the stock kept going lower and lower and lower. And Europe wants to talk to Mr. Zuckerberg. Mr. Zuckerberg says, we don't really die. I don't really have time for you guys. I'm going to talk to the U.S. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Um, and the stock's at an all-time high. So typically, in, in my opinion, and again, at some point in time, do I think Facebook goes down? Maybe you know, one of the hottest apps right now for millennials, it's kind of an Instagram, but without the advertisements. And you pay something like five, ten, twelve dollars a year for no ads. I think oh, do, does Facebook go that business model at some point in time to avoid the scrutiny? But right now there's just too many billions of people on Facebook to not say they're gonna roll higher and higher and higher. And the way I, I like to put it is, you have a couple billion people, right? Sit down, Jamie. I'm going to teach you something. You got a couple billion people uh, on Facebook, eyeballing their accounts on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. Um, on a medium, first medium was the town crier, right? When he comes out, hear ye, hear ye. The British are coming. The British are coming. All hell. So that was the first, you know radio stations. Then we got into radio stations and telegrams and stuff like that. And, you know, technology jumped to where it is, where we started selling commercials and radio and people like Orson Welles did these awesome radio shows and deserved and created a whole new medium. That whole new medium had so much money in front of it. There was so much money made fat cats from ABC, CBS, NBC, all these big radio companies, conglomerates, just huge. They grew radio from a nothing, a zero, to a billion dollars. Facebook is very similar to that. You know, it'd be like selling advertising and radio in the you know the 30s and 40s. You're going to make money because that's a whole new medium. Television really started picking up in the 50s and 60s, and social media. There's one player. It's Facebook at this point in time. Uh, if you're looking for the gorilla style of, of investing. Which you don't see gorilla on menus very often, do you? <laughs> I was shocked to see. Uh, I don't know why I'm shocked, and this is just me being naive. I recently saw ostrich again. No, it, it feels like every now and then, every five or seven years, ostrich kind of like cycles through the markets. Uh, and I don't know why. Maybe it's like the value starts to fall apart there. Anyhow, big seminar coming up. Um, 
in about, what is it now, nine days? That's right. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar, June 28th, June 28th, 638 30 Palo Alto Elks Lodge. It's $25 to get in, but you can use the code RADIO25 if you sign up. Uh, as a radio listener, new members only, please. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning, Thursday, June 28th, 630 to 830 Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Uh, that's my biggest issue, that when I was younger, I just wanted to make enough money to buy a house. Bought a house. Then once I, I started hitting middle age, I wanted to make enough money to say, I don't want to work forever. And I, I started playing with that retirement date. And then you start playing with it, and you're like, ooh, maybe I should hold off a little bit longer. I have the money, but maybe I should hold off a little bit longer. What am I going to enjoy? Separation anxiety is kind of a true thing with money. Video game just got uh, labeled as a, a disorder, potentially, right? So now we're going to start looking at people and play video games and labeling Love it. One of my favorite stocks for the next five years is NVIDIA. High-end semiconductor company. Uh, they make video games go go boom faster. And the video game market continues to grow quite nicely. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget to use that code RADIO25 due to that seminar coming up uh, a couple Thursdays from now for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I've got a little bit of a summertime throat cold, so forgive me. Let me bring in Patrick O'Hare so we can get him talking about markets and investing and current situations so I don't have to talk. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Briefing.com. Yeah, hey Rob, I'm doing okay. It's nice to be back with you, and hope you feel better soon. Feel fine. It's just one of those uh, allergy things, or something is all funky. So, trade wars uh, seems to be picking up in the news as far as headlines go. Is it crossing over into the real world of, of investing? Well, you know, it seems to be. It certainly is something that has kind of uh, stalled this this rally we've seen uh, coming off the uh, early April low. And uh, and thus far, I mean, the stock market has, has held up reasonably well in the face of negative-sounding uh, trade headlines. Uh, this morning, however, it kind of is behaving as if it's just grown uh, increasingly tired of, of getting uh, you know, run through the headline mill on on trade matters, and and with the idea that um, you know President Trump seems intent on on ratcheting it up the uh, the trade actions against China, uh, it does raise some concerns that it, you know it leads to something bigger that uh, that ultimately does have a uh, a more negative economic impact. Uh, you know, clearly though, you know, there's nothing really in the in the data itself uh, to this point uh, that you know suggests you're seeing a you know a negative impact from from um, from the protectionist trade measures because one you know they haven't actually been enacted yet uh, and and two it's really largely a psychological factor right now that would be holding back uh, buying interest uh, because it hasn't shown up in the in the hard data. I will say, uh, psychologically, a lot of damage is done, though, with the trade wars. And I can only give some you know, personal antidote, per se, of way back in the 80s, um, traveling in Europe shortly after Reagan bombing and things like that were happening. People were, were afraid of Americans. So it's 
it's going to be interesting to see um, what sort of bravado crosses over into the psyche of, of future retail players from foreign markets. Anyway, I'm totally digressing. Um, let's talk about headlines. Are there, is there anything good happening, um, economically speaking? Well, you know, the, the, yeah, I mean, there's uh, not just today, right? So you had a stronger than expected housing starts, um, you know, report for May, but uh, that was mitigated, unfortunately, by the fact that you saw a decline in building permits, and, you know, building permits are a, are a leading indicator, and so it suggests that maybe you won't have the same follow-on strength uh, in June, um, you know, but it was a positive headline, but that's, you know, that's just one report in a, um, a series of reports out of the United States that have been pretty um, uh, pretty okay, all things considered. Uh, you've certainly seen some really strong levels, uh, uh, readings in the consumer confidence and business confidence surveys, uh, as well as in the, you know, the manufacturing surveys. Uh, and all signs seem to be pointing to second quarter GDP growth that uh, should be quite strong and possibly even have a forehandle on it. And so that's going to be driven by, you know, the pickup in, in consumer spending. So, so things in the United States seem to be progressing pretty okay. Uh, but again, drawing it back into this, you know, psychological reasoning we're talking about, uh, that's what is known now. But when you hear in the headlines about potential protectionist trade measures being enacted, it's the fear of what might come. Uh, that holds back buying interest, even in the face of good news like these economic releases and the very strong earnings growth we're getting. Um, because if you see a, a pullback in global trade and global economic activity because of protectionist trade policies, those very high earnings expectations for this year uh, may have to get dialed back. And so you have investors who seem to be, you know, willing, uh, not as willing to pay up for every dollar of earnings as they used to be as they're, you know, watching all this uh, unfold in real time. It's pretty interesting because I think after eight, nine years, you and I are trained to look for things to flags per se, things that may say, okay, we've hit a top, double top, triple top, uh, or anything that we could find. And you are optimistic right now, and because of jobs, I'm you know largely leading it towards. What what are some flags that you might you know start worrying you per se? Well, this, you know, this is this is certainly one of them that we're talking about right now. Right? If if, uh, if this does break out into a, okay. a full-fledged trade war, uh, you know, you're going to have uh, you're not only going to have it show start showing up in the economic data, um, it's going to start resonating more because um, kind of what you were alluding to earlier, you know, back in the '80s and and what was going on there and the the impact on you know consumer psyche at that time. I mean, I think everyone's really cognizant how the you know the the tariffs and the protectionists measures enacted uh, uh, in the late 20s uh, certainly didn't pan out too well for the, for the economy or the stock market at that time. And so just the mere idea that you seem to be you know, flirting with some historical precedent of uh, protectionist trade policies doesn't make anyone feel altogether totally comfortable uh, about uh, where this, you know, a very contentious trade rhetoric could be heading. Uh, and so you get a lack of conviction, both in terms of investor interest as well as what uh, Fed Chairman Powell indicated at his most recent conference um, discussing the Fed policy decision, and, and that 
the contacts that the Fed is talking to, uh, business leaders and the like, are, are starting to acknowledge that uh, the worries about trade concerns are, are compelling them to hold back on, on business investment. Uh, and so, that, so that's a factor to keep an eye on. Um, you know, rising interest rates, you know, would be another factor now. Um, ironically, what's going on with trade right now is, is helping to drive down interest rates uh, and uh, you know, and while lower interest rates is ultimately good for stocks, um, the, the catalyst behind it uh, isn't necessarily the most you know positive thing uh, for for people to, to to take into account here. And so, so you're not seeing uh, certainly in today's trading action, you know, you're not seeing the market rally on the notion that you know interest rates are, are coming down. Uh, in fact, it's providing a, a negative catalyst in a way because it's something that's been construed as a very uh, negative development for the financial sector, which is you know heavily weighted in the market, uh, and uh, and you're seeing more of a rotation into defensive-oriented groups today, such as the utilities and the consumer staple sectors. The one thing that we haven't talked much about so far this summer is oil, and it's been one of the positives if you're a commodities investor. Um, how are you feeling about looking at commodities in the next couple of weeks, uh, going towards maybe towards the end of the year? Going to affect our economy? Not going to affect our economy? Well, uh, what we've had up to this point, we had a lot of companies talking about the uh, the negative impact of rising input costs. Um, oil prices, uh, rising oil prices, have also factored into higher um, inflation readings of late. But uh, if, if things continue to evolve in the way that they are starting to evolve, where you get a, a continued strengthening in the dollar um, and uh, and rising interest rates potentially, um, and uh, you know developments either on the trade you know the trade front or political front that you know slows economic activity, you probably start to see some commodity price relief, which um, you know which is. It's going to be okay, I think, for for a lot of companies. It certainly won't be too great for sectors like the energy sector uh, if you see a pullback in in oil prices. But um, but keep an eye on that dollar because you know commodities are dollar denominated. If you continue to get a strengthening in the dollar, it could ultimately you know curb demand for those uh, for those commodities. Anything else that we should be looking at right now? Um, autos. Christmas. <laughs> I feel like I feel very summertime right now. I feel like um, the stories just aren't really pushing me. Um, is there anything that you that you're looking for? Yeah, you know, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Rob. I mean, that the story every summer is that there's really not, you know, a lot of new <laughs> news typically to concentrate on. You get into a, a kind of a summer doldrum period, right? Um, but this this summer, you know, could be one of those uh, summers of discontent, if you will. You know, we have obviously things going on on the trade front that seem a little bit unsettling. Um, you know, you have the Fed that's, you know, certainly entering the picture here as a potential headwind for the market as, as the Fed continues to see a pathway to raising interest rates. Um, and you also, you know, have the uh, the upcoming you know midterm elections on the other side of the summer. Um, so just several variables here that are that are unsettled and and uh, a lot of people need to wait to see how things are, are going to unfold and, and you might run into a sort of a choppy you know period through the summer months here uh, where we keep talking about the same things and and just get into a churning mode for the stock market <laughs> sounds good um 
summertime it is. It's Patrick O'Hare. You can find him at briefing.com. I start my morning every day with a page one at briefing.com. His headline today was stuck on trade matters. It has been a recurring theme. It's getting a little bit bigger. The numbers are getting a little bit more, I'm going to say real time or big time. Maybe is the right way of saying that. Um, It's out there. Um, and does it become a reality or does it not? Is this just the way to get to go to the bargaining table with some strength? It's all a little bit on the silly side, in my opinion. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, I do start my day every day with briefing.com. I think they're a trusted resource. And uh, I think the more you can find things that work for you, that aren't massively influenced or pushed or tainted. And I guess they're tainted. It's really starting to come up a little bit more. Amazon's always in the news these days. I like talking about Amazon because I think it's a company we can all relate to. And uh, we're using more and more of the term hubs um, and logistics. And uh, you may or may not look at that package company as a logistics company. They are hardcore a logistics company. Don't forget, I got a seminar coming up June 28th in Palo Alto, the Elks Lodge. It's an income and retirement plan, web planning seminar, uh, income and retirement seminar with me and CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Use code Radio 25, Radio 25, get in free next Thursday, 28th, Thursday the 28th. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Look at the calendar. The year is halfway over. Are you doing smart things like maxing out your 401k? It's probably the best advice I can give you. Max out your 401k. And then, like, what's the next piece of advice? I don't know. Write down your three goals. I want to retire. I want to um, retire in class, I guess would be the first one. The second one would be, I want to leave some money for a child. Maybe a third one would be, I want to go back to college or I want to travel the world. Just write down three goals. That's maybe the like the best advice I can give you because then you have to put money value attached to that. And maybe one of your three goals is be happy. You don't have to put any money next to that one. You could do that today, you know? But investing is, is, I think it's pretty complicated. And for me to say, you know, the first thing, the best piece of advice I could give you is max out your 401k for your 400B, 457. You know, it, it's a lot. It's, it's you know, writing down your goals. It's, it's slowly but surely understanding what insurance is. When you first, you know, get into any sort of insurance relationship, it could be kind of overwhelming. You could ask a lot of questions and, you know, maybe you started early in your insurance world when you bought a stereo or a cell phone and then they go, do you want to buy insurance on that? And you're like, no, I don't think so. And they're like, it's only $1.99 a month for the, and you're like, okay, okay, I'll do it. It's only $1.99 a month. It's a $200 piece of equipment. If it falls, it breaks then yes. Okay. I'll do it. And let's just say it falls and breaks. You go, whoa, I got that insurance. I'm going to use it. And you find out it's like, it takes 14 weeks to replace. Like the fine print kills you. So my job is to get you to start like grasping the bigger picture, whether it's buying and selling stocks, buying and selling ETFs, exchange traded funds, mutual funds, index funds, um, who should do it, who shouldn't do it. Credit and credit debt. Um, 
those are big issues for the world or for the whole nation is probably the best way of saying it. So I try to talk about that on occasion. I don't, I'm kind of funny. I'm a little obsessive about my credit score, but I don't want you to be obsessive about your credit score. Um, I think a great app like Credit Karma, and it's Credit Karma with a K-A-R-M-A, it does a nice job of telling you what your credit score is and how you can improve it or how it can get dinged. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hit your credit per se. And yeah, they're going to try to push some products on you like, hey, I see you've got a great credit score. Why don't you get another mortgage? Click here. But you you can resist the evil force, right? Right. Right. Maybe you can't. So insurance was always something that I was always intimidated by. And again, insure what you can't afford to lose is one of the best ways of looking at it. Um, you over-insure a car when you first buy it, um, in large part because it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you if you get into a, a dinger. Later on, it has a lot less value and it's been paid for. So. I always felt for people, and I had a couple friends, you know, who get go get like a car for three or four thousand, and it blow up like you know two months later. I guess cars don't blow up anymore. What's happened to the world? It's just not as much fun anymore. So, um, once you hit forty, you should have a will, and if you live in the state of California, you should have a trust if you own real estate, and you have a complicated marriage situation. Consider a trust. I've seen way too many families messed up um, for skipping that. But one of the things I wanted to accomplish for this segment was one of the, uh, you know, I, oftentimes I talk about companies like Briefing.com who do a very, very nice job of giving information. But I think the Wall Street Journal, um, if I were to give you know the advice of what's the one piece of advice, it's don't pay attention to CNBC. CNBC is kind of like, um, I don't know, if you're a true football fan. You don't really want to watch the fantasy sports shows about football. Maybe you do, but uh, you, that's not what the game's all about. How can you pull for the Raiders if you're a Denver fan? That just makes no sense. I know you're saying Raiders, Denver. But anyway, there's something out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to do, uh, talk about, you can talk about. You know one thing you can do? It's free, and it's kind of a fun thing to do. You know, I was just talking about you check in with Credit Karma on your credit score. Is If you haven't done this in a while, is check in with ssa.gov, ssa.gov, and see how much money you're going to get in Social Security and when you could take it. And see how much more money you could take if you wait. And see how much more money you could take if you have a spouse. And we'll see how much more money there is involved if you get disabled. I kind of I don't know why I like that. I guess once you work to the age of forty plus, you get to the point where you're like, uh, I want to see what I'm gonna get. I want to see what I'm gonna get. I put a lot in. I know what I've done. Or I scooped ice cream when I was sixteen and I put money in. I want to see what I got. So scooping ice cream. Ugh. You know, it's the best about scooping ice cream. It was one of my first jobs. Uh, Basket Robbins was every now and then someone would get a birthday cake and it's it's, it's kind of like a pre-made thing, right? And all you have to do is write on it. My handwriting is so bad. People would be like, what'd that say? Um, that says, happy birthday. And, and they're like, no, 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 that's not what that says. Can you imagine a cake decorator? You can't, can't, not, it's, I can spell. 
I just got the shaky hands when my, it comes my, to my. Uh, cursive and legible handwriting. I mean, I make doctors look like uh, stenographers. Uh, doctor, stenographer? What are we talking about here? He's gone off rail. But anyway, if you go to ssa.gov, ssa.gov, you can see what you're going to get, when you're going to get, and what it's going to look like. And again, maybe that's part of your financial planning for the day. Um, join Credit Karma or you know, go check your Social Security because knowledge is pretty empowering. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We'll take a break here.